I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. But with the midterms just 19 days away, of course, there's a lot of blunt force headlines going on in terms of what it means if Democrats are in control or Republicans are in control, what that means for the White House and so on. And of course, we're going to go past just those headlines and get to some of the nuances. And one of the nuances that I think is beginning to emerge as a bigger issue and one that will be fascinating to watch uh, is looking at Republicans. If they take control of the House, which I think is still likely, the Senate definitely a top up, toss up at this point. But how is that going to impact Ukraine and Russia? Uh, you clearly have some diverging visions in terms of what should be done between Leader Kevin McCarthy, who uh, clearly has his eye on the speaker gavel, should Republicans take the House. Mitch McConnell, uh, of course, would uh, be leading in the Senate. And I think the two seem to have a slightly different vision or version of uh, what should be taking place there. Really pleased to have Alexander Bolton joining us on the program. He's senior staff writer at The Hill. Great piece today. Uh, Alex, you've been looking closely at this uh, between Leader McConnell uh, and Kevin McCarthy, uh, looks like we may be on a bit of a Republican collision course as it relates to Ukraine. That's right, because while um, Mitch McConnell has been leading the Republican support for um, the Ukraine aid packages, which have been drafted by Democrats mostly, and you know they don't have a whole lot of conditions in there as to how the money is spent, or frankly, not a whole ton of oversight either. Um, that is going to that vision or that Republican position is going to be challenged when Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, becomes Speaker uh, next year, which is what all the political you know prognosticators expect. And uh, McCarthy, in an interview with Punchbowl News uh, this week, sent out an early warning uh, to his Republican colleagues on the other side of the Capitol and said, "Look, there will be no." more blank checks for Ukraine. Uh, This nation is heading into a recession. He's predicting a recession next year. And he thinks that voters, especially Republican voters, just will not have a lot of appetite uh, for sending more money to Ukraine unless there are some serious conditions and oversight attached to that money. Um, One particular proposal that may gain traction next year is to set up a special inspector general to oversee just how that money is spent. Mm -hmm. That was an idea that uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky has been pushing. Uh, So far, he hasn't got enough traction with his uh, fellow Senate Republican colleagues to make that stick as part of the Ukraine aid. But I think if if, uh, McCarthy supports uh, Rand Paul in that request and insisting that there be an inspector general to look to see exactly how this money is spent, there's a better chance of something like that happening. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. 
who would help our newest neighbors. Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and I think that's, uh, again, so interesting uh, with Leader McConnell, uh, definitely more on the hawkish side of uh, the Republicans in the Senate uh, and looking at that. And I, I think one of the interesting debates amongst the Republicans is uh, if if you take the more McCarthy kind of a, approach to this, does at some point that become seen as really aiding Vladimir Putin and emboldening or strengthening uh, his position or his willingness to either wait things out and prolong and protract the war, uh, or if it gives him some kind of advantage? You know, I think that's McConnell's concern is that you don't want to, you know, um, gum up the money. You know, there's a there's a war being fought. Uh, you know, people are losing their lives. Uh, Russia is going all out, attacking civilian infrastructure, the energy grid. Um, Russia is not you know, holding back at all. And I think McConnell's view is, look, we need to get this money to Ukraine. We need to get weapons in the hands of Ukrainian fighters as fast as possible. But there there hasn't been as much oversight as some of his Republican colleagues wanted. So I think McConnell is worried about, you know, delaying or holding up the Ukraine war effort. Um, and so right now, uh, you know, McCarthy has been under uh, pressure to go along with sort of, you know, these, these spending packages, although he did vote against the uh, McCarthy voted against the stopgap funding measure, keeping government operating through uh, December, uh, mid-December. That had $12.3 billion for Ukraine. McCarthy voted against that after voting for the $40 billion aid package earlier this year. So his position is shifting on that, and it reflects more the America first uh, view of foreign policy that you know is, is part of the, the Trump brand. So we are seeing a divergence there. And of course, Mitch McConnell and, and Donald Trump are, you know, they're not allies at all anymore. They're, they're antagonists at this point. So what's interesting to me is that this fight over the Ukraine money is one of the first major policy differences between McConnell and McCarthy that we're going to see come to the fore, um, possibly in the lame duck session. Right. Yeah, and I think that will be so interesting, uh, especially with the uh, December the 16th, uh, where the funding of the government will uh, run out once again and uh, whether they actually do a, an omnibus or kick the can a little further down the road with another continuing resolution, there clearly will be pieces of that uh, that will be a part of, of aid and support for Ukraine. Uh, and as as you look at that piece of the puzzle, uh, is, is some of that just because these uh, bills have been crafted uh, by the Democrats? Is it, I mean, how much of it is just the pure politics of it? Of well, it's their spending package, so I'm I'm going to go against it. Well, you know, of course, the Democrats need you know Republican votes to pass these spending bills through the Senate. So there is there is negotiation you know with the Senate Republicans, but you know you only need um, uh, ten. Senate Republicans to get these bills passed. So with us, you know, with, you, you can have a minority of the Republican conference and you can, you know, you can get the bill passed. So that gives, you know, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, you know, a lot of latitude in, in crafting just, you know, how these aid packages are, are you know, are going to look. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a completely free hand, but he, he has most control over it. That changes if Republicans control the House, then they are on equal footing with the Senate Democrats. And you know what? The Democrats may, the Senate Democrats may be in the minority next year too. I mean, Republicans may take over both chambers. So, so the I guess the Republicans say on what these aid packages for Ukraine will be much bigger in 2023. And so, what's interesting now to see is you know who is going to win the day. Is it going to be Mitch McConnell, who has been the leader on this issue in Washington, or does McCarthy 
uh, change the Republican position? And is it is it something that you know does it slow down the Ukraine war effort or not? It's hard to know until we see exactly what's being proposed. Um, but as my piece you know noted, McCarthy has to be careful. You know if if what he does you know, holds up Ukraine aid altogether or slows it dramatically, then he's going to face some political criticism for that. And he he emphasized in a follow-up interview with CNBC that he thinks Ukraine is very important. So he wants to you know also assure people that he is an ally of the effort to fight back the Russian invasion. Yeah, and I think that's such a, an interesting part of that whole dynamic is you have the, the pure economics of it, the out-of-control spending that uh, many are still complaining about, uh, the fact that we could be uh, deeper into a recession uh, at that point and, and what the appetite for the American people will be in terms of that kind of spending uh, versus this uh, standing on the side of freedom and, and helping Ukraine uh, push back and push out uh, that Russian aggression into their sovereign territory. Uh, really fascinating. So anything else you're watching uh, that might be indicators as to where we're headed? On the Ukraine stuff? Well, I mean, I, I'm actually today, I'm in North Carolina um, covering the Senate race down here. And um, I, I just had a lengthy conversation with you know Rick Scott, who's the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee chairman. Um, he is kind of more in the, you know, uh, uh, the MAGA camp, you could say. I think he's viewed as more of an ally of the, of you know, President Trump. Um, I asked him about the Ukraine money, and and he kind of said, "Look, we just have to, you know." He was careful not to um, make any statement that would sound like, you know, there's going to be a problem getting that money through. But at the same time, he is talking about, the, you know, he did, um, you know, in my conversation with him, he says that, look, you know, th- that that money has to be that there has to be just more oversight on how this stuff is spent right now. It's going out the door very quickly. And I think that, you know, people like Rick Scott and Kevin McCarthy, they want to support Ukraine, but they want to make sure that it's just not a, a blank check. And, um, you know, so I think, I, I think the, um, I think McConnell is going to have a tough time. He's going to facing, he's going to face increasing challenge for members of his own party uh, in supporting these Democratic bills, and I think there are going to be more conditions attached to it. Uh, fascinating stuff. Alexander Bolton, senior staff writer at The Hill. Great piece at thehill.com. Check that out today as we look at Russia and Ukraine and that funding and where the Republicans might go after the November 8th election. Alexander, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, Here's the two questions of the day we should be talking about as it relates to our politicians and those standing for office. What are you talking about and who are you talking about? We'll talk about it coming up next. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, 
find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.